Welcome to Future Stories, a brand new podcast from thejournal.ie. We're partnering with Volkswagen, a leader in automotive technology trends, to look to the future, one vision at a time. Throughout the series, we'll be exploring the future of everything from mealtimes to housing to your weekly supermarket shop and speaking to innovators and change makers. This week on Future Stories, what does the house of the future look like and how close is Ireland to getting there? For home buyers today, there is a lot of focus on things like BEOR ratings and the energy consumption of homes on the market. That kind of thing makes a big difference to our annual bills, as well as to climate changing emissions. But could a completely new way of thinking about house construction help us all to heat our homes very cheaply and do a little to save the planet at the same time? I'm in Screen in the northwest of Sligo to visit Fela Butler and Colin Ritchie in their self-built home. From the outside, it's a striking structure, orange with thick curved walls all around. Think The Hobbit and you're not far off. It's a beautiful home and was even a finalist on RTE's Home of the Year back in 2015. But it's what's under the plaster that interests me most, because this isn't your standard concrete or timber frame home. Hi, my name's Fela and I'm an architect and one half of Mud and Wood and... I'm the other half, I'm Colin, so Fela's the brains behind the outfit and I'm the whackerer and basherer. <laughs> and we're sitting in our house in Sligo. Our mud house. <laughs> so yes, tell me, what made you decide to build a house out of mud? I was always interested in sustainable materials um, and originally we thought we'd build the house out of timber. Colin's a carpenter by trade. And then I discovered through work, I worked with a very sustainable, friendly architectural practice and I discovered a book about building with earth. And the people who are, wrote the book, they were Americans, were actually coming to Ireland to teach and I just couldn't believe the serendipity and I booked us on a course. It was a 10-day course of how to build with earth. And uh, once I did that, uh, kind of there was no looking back. But I think the thing that really appealed to me is from an environmental point of view, it was the ground that we dug up for the foundations, the earth that came out of that. That's actually what we built the walls with. And I don't think it gets much more sustainable than that. Tell us Scotsman is a free material in the ground. And that was me, I guess, as well. (laughs) You mentioned taking things from the ground and building with that. And why would you see that as a, a better way of building a house? There's a whole issue nowadays, a bit like the slow food movement where people started worrying about, you know, maybe the air miles or travel miles that uh, food has um, and even where it's coming from, how it's being produced, like what's happening to the people in the places where this food is being produced. And that query is kind of maybe starting to arise over materials as well. So, you know, you could have a material that, yes, it'll give you a great energy rating in your home, but it may have come from the other side of the globe. So it would have a big carbon footprint in terms of, you know, how far it's had to travel. What I love about Earth is that it's about as local as it gets. Nearly always you can use the material from your site to build your home. You might need to adapt it slightly, but um, and but by adapting, I mean you might need to add a little bit of clay or a little bit of sand. It's a very, very simple process, uh, but you can build your home using that material. Inside, Fela and Colin's Cobb House is a cosy family home built exactly to their specifications. As we stand in their ground floor kitchen with a cup of tea, I can see windows looking out to the sea beyond and vast quantities of natural light flood in. 
A key benefit of working with mud is that you can shape walls and fittings in virtually any way you want. And that kind of creativity really is evident here. And then the way the house is shaped, it's almost like arms gathering you in. Like that's where the door is at the heart of the house, which is kind of really nice. Definitely the curved thing is a big thing. And I think it's because it's such a special material that way. Yeah, that the material when you're working with, it's actually, you know, it's wet in consistency. So you can shape it into any shape or form. You know, it's not rectilinear blocks. So it's just asking to be shaped. And even in this room, you'll see the... The lights, the wall lights, mm. they're all moulded, you know, into the wall, almost like little bird's nests. So, uh, and they're just made out of mud. So I think it's yeah. the materials asking just to be shaped and sculpted. The one time. thing you notice is how thick the walls are. Yeah. Yeah. So is that the thickness of the wall there? What's that two feet kind of thing? Is that? Yeah, that's all thick? solid. Yeah, that's yeah. solid wall there. Wow. Big curvy solid wall. So for about 600 millimetres are two feet thick. And, uh, and I think a thing that you really notice with this house when people come into it, and I've actually even seen you do it, is people touch the house, you know, and they kind of caress it and they move their fingers it's along the walls. and. It's something that I think is missing from a lot of modern architecture, you know, that a lot of it is very beautiful to look at, but kind of stark, almost a bit kind of art gallery-ish. You know, people subconsciously, I think, have an affinity with earth and know this house isn't built of concrete. In the cob house, heating comes via one small stove, which heats the whole house, while rainwater is also harvested for the water supply and heated using solar panelling. But it's Fela and Colin's fridge that really grabs my interest. Just wandering around this way, we have... We've got the, this is the little fridge for kind of things for making a sandwich. That's a fridge? Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's on the north side of the house, which doesn't really get the sun. And there's big thick slate slabs with an insulated door and vents that you can open and close to let the air in. So, I mean, it looks like a cupboard because it's made of wood. Yeah. yeah. So and you have to seal, tell me how it's a fridge. There's a seal all the way around about it. Around and, the door. And then as that comes over and that shuts, that seals it. Well, it's kind of based on the granny's um, meat store. So, so that's you can the big see, one here. yeah, the door is really thick, and the reason the door is that so thick is that's all insulation, um, and that insulation keeps the cold in there, prevents you know the heat from the house getting in there and the cold from there coming into the house. But it's completely stone lined. You can feel how cool it is in there. Probably about four degrees, I'd say. Wow. Um, it's cold. There's, yeah. there's maybe the odd week when it gets really warm. It doesn't work very well, but with a teeny little fridge that sits here and covers that week of good weather that we get. It's those, those good weeks in Ireland, which are rare. The house is full of small touches like this one, ancient techniques adapted for modern times. But could cob building and stone fridges ever become the mainstream in sustainable housing? And do they need to? I asked Dr Shane Coakley for his expert take. My name is Dr Shane Coakley. I have a PhD in the area of low energy housing, which I did just about 10 years ago with Ulster University. And I currently carry out research in Ulster University on low energy dwellings and energy storage. One of the people I interviewed built their house using the Cobb method. Um, now, they've built their whole house in that way, but they did make the point that it's something that could be used on smaller scales within new builds, things like earth blocks. Do you think that there is a market for that, that that kind of thing could become a bit more mainstream? Industry is generally conservative. The building industry is conservative. They'll want to use what techniques they have developed already. So I think certainly the large builders are still going to be building in timber frame and in uh, concrete, and they're going to have to, to up their game, really. Um, I think a lot of, there are a lot of benefits in terms of cob built and straw bale and alternative building methods. It's really up to the vision of the individual, especially if people are building their own home that they're going to live in for the rest of their lives. I'd hope that more people would get that vision 
and then, you know, in the nicest possible way, force the industry to move with them. By 2020, all new houses built in Ireland will have to meet NZEB, or Nearly Zero Energy Bill Standards. Ireland is certainly on the way to a greener future, but Dr Coakley says there's still a way to go until we catch up to our international neighbours. I think really what we need to do is advance our thinking. So it's not just about the technology which is currently available, um, but it's a question of how do you use that and how do you use it to the best advantage. I mean, Norway is banning fossil fuel-based heating. So you can't get you know, oil fire boilers or gas boilers uh, installed in a new home. It has to be a sustainable heating system. And there you're looking at the likes of electricity and you're looking at the likes of heat pumps. So this is a vision which Norway has. And I think that's really what we need. Over in the UK, home design company Facet Homes has been making waves in quick, budget-friendly, sustainable building with its 3D manufacturing process. My name is Rhys Demby and I'm the head of new business for Facet Homes. Facet Homes uh, design and manufacture homes for private clients. So we get commissioned to individually design a property for a client and and then we go on and manufacture and build the house itself. In the same way that a phone or a car part is manufactured by computer down to the finest detail, Facet Homes uses 3D design and computer controller cutting tools to manufacture each part of a home. So the walls, the floor, the ceiling, everything is then slotted together on site. Traditional house building is a very slow analogue business of you know, people on site with, with trowels and bricks and mortar creating homes. We design our homes in three dimensions on a computer. So data is taken from the, from the model itself um, and used to, to cut out the components of the building um, from flat sheets of plywood. So it's, um, so it's the data goes directly from the design model through to the manufacture process. So you get an exact, exact reinterpretation of, of what was designed. Because we design it in a computer, we can kind of create anything we want and use the manufacturing technology to, to reproduce it. So we're not restricted or so we don't have to use standardised components or anything like that. For now, Facet Homes works mainly with private clients. But Reese says the 3D process is perfect for higher volume projects too. Products that we, we all use now are all produced at volume. You know, phones, cars, bicycles are all produced using this sort of technology and they're produced at volume. And the reason why it can't be brought to bear on, on, on a much larger site with, with, with multiple homes. Um, we've sort of refined the, the technology in our process over a number of years working on more bespoke projects, but we think it's definitely got a future for working on mass. Back in Sligo, there is plenty of work to be done. Fela and Colin completed their cob house in 2011, but they still run regular courses in the same building technique for students from Ireland and abroad. Colin gives me a taster of what the cob preparation process is like. Beware, you will need wellies. Got a tarpaulin with a bit of mud laid out on it, which we're going to actually start stomping on. So it's, it's like the subsoil, and when you add water to it, it goes quite gooey. If you imagine a festival and the rain comes, kind of goes a bit like that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of get in the mixing tarpaulin now and start stomping on it and... Is that, how it of, is that a key part of the process? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so when we're doing small projects, we, we mix by foot. But when we actually built the house, one of the local farmers gave us a loan of a digger, so we speeded the process up and mixed it in a big hole with a digger. Mm. So this is the mud mixed already. It's a good old squelch. And then as you're mixing, once it flattens down a little bit, what you then do is pull the tarpaulin over, pile it up into a bit of a heap, and start mixing again. So 
the clay is really kind of getting squishy and sticky now. So once you actually get it to this stage where there's no dry material, you then be adding a bit of straw. How do you so, know when it's ready? Well, it would, that bit there that's broken off would bind together and the whole thing would stay together and, we can and the straw would be covered. And do a full test, um, which we can do one now. So what we're doing is we're kind of making what we call a cob, kind of getting a little lump of it together. And we're both putting our hands, so we're holding on to a bit and, and we're squeezing, squeezing it. In. I always say you're kind of almost quite knuckling. And like, like so you try and, and pull it apart. And you can see we're really leaning back and pulling. And that took a lot of effort to pull that apart. So that's so. what the straw helps to do. It really kind of gets that tensile strength to stop it pulling apart. So that would be pretty good to to work with. I ask Fela what she thinks the future of housing looks like and what needs to change. I suppose what I get a bit concerned about with contemporary building, where some of it goes, is the kind of lack of humanity in it, where, you know, that you need a crane to build and you need, you know, massive prefabricated structures. There's actually a real value to putting labour into your work and things that are labour intensive. And there's a satisfaction that at the end of the day, you have actually, you know, shed some sweat and physically used your body to create something. And I do think that that's going to be more important in the future. And so I think for that reason, materials that you've kind of harvested from the land, like, you know, we knew the trees before they got milled and before they turned into the steps and window boards of our house. And, you know, we dug the soil that became our walls. Um, I think that maybe in the future, those kind of actions, which seem really simple and really basic, are actually going to become more important. Finding the time and commitment to build your own home out of mud and straw might not be realistic for every future homeowner out there. But it's clear Ireland's housing industry is on the cusp of change. And as Fela and Colin have proven, along with high-tech companies like Facet Homes, it's a change that needs to start from the ground up. For more looks ahead, you can subscribe to Future Stories on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts for updates on our next episode. Thanks for listening. Future Stories is brought to you by thejournal.ie in partnership with Volkswagen, who are at the forefront of automotive technology trends, including autonomous driving, in-car connectivity and electric mobility. Volkswagen, we make the future real.